Swamazwai talking and singing and praising Ibokwe. Yonela, what do you understand about goat? Don't you think it's greatest of all time? That's what I described you as earlier. You thought I was playing the fool with you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Yonela Mvana, Director at Mvana and Associates and Provincial Chairperson of the Black Management Forum here in the Western Cape. He is joined in studio together with a colleague in the law, Mr. Nkubeko Mbambisa, Director at Cliff Decker Hoffmeyer. That's a business law firm just up the road here in Betancroft Street, number 11 in fact. Black professionals in Cape Town, we are talking to you, we are talking about you. More particularly, black professionals in law. In Cape Town, black professionals in Cape Town experience pervasive challenges, allegedly. The biggest being the difficulty in building social capital. Generational issues have also started emerging with millennials often holding unrealistic expectation with respect to the pace of their career progression. The lack of transformation for black or colored talent is a serious problem in Cape Town. We're in conversation with two young professionals about their journey to the executive positions that they hold in Cape Town's corporate world. We get their views on the struggles 
black professionals in Cape Town experience and the possible shift that can be made to address this burning issue. Let's have a conversation first up with Mr. Ndubegom Bambisa, director at Cliff Decker Hofmeyer in Cape Town, once an articled clerk in 2010 with me. Difference is he went all the way. Ndubegom, good evening. Good evening. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm good. Uh, keeping on, keeping on. Tell us about your journey to where you are now, uh, from school to high school to university to dreaming big and landing that letter from, I think it was Mr. Dinesh Kiwala, the chairperson at the time, to where you are now. Um, yeah, my journey, um, it's, it's probably pretty ordinary, but the, 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 the look of it is always uh, more than ordinary. Um, so I mean, yeah, I was uh, I was born in the Eastern Cape, in Tata. Uh, that's where I started my early childhood schooling. Um, from there on, I I moved around a little bit until ultimately I landed for my high school in a small town called Matati, also in the Eastern Cape. Um, you know, I come from a typical sort of rural family in the Eastern Cape. Uh, grew up doing ordinary things. Um, you know, when I finished my metric, I, I then, because I was actually at a boarding school, uh, one of the quite popular ones in Eastern Cape called Maria Zal, but yes. I did my high schooling uh, from what was then called Sun at Six to Grade 12. Um, because I had... A bit longer than the tooth, you talk about standards, we're in grades now, man. <laughs> um, not to reveal my age, but uh, yeah, um, I think the transition from standards to grades happened whilst I was in the midst of yes. it. Um, but then because I was at boarding school, so I'd always been this sort of uh, young, independent chap from from early on, um, I then decided to actually move to Cape Town to do my LLB, um, you know, because I still wanted uh, that, that that independence of being, of being on my own. Um, and uh, since 2006, I've just been here, did my LLB at UWC uh, with uh, Mr. Mvana here was next to me. Uh, finished, I guess, in 2010. Started my articles then. Um, Where? At Cliff Decker Hoffman in the yes. Cape Town office. I, I was with you there for for two years. If Don't you mention remember. that part. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to ask where I'm now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing greater things than I am. Um, yeah, and uh, and after my articles, I I then got retained at Cliff Decker Hoffman, and 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 since then it's just been uh, an uphill battle, but uh, a journey worthwhile. Um, until obviously you move from your uh, candidate in position to associate to senior associate until last year, beginning of last year, when I became a partner at Cliff Tech of May, which was quite an achievement. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a quite real an achievement. achievement. Yeah, don't, um, don't euphemize it. It's it, not it, quite an achievement. It's a real <laughs> achievement. <laughs> it, it feels surreal sometimes, um, but I, I guess it is real. Um, and you know, I've just had a, a full year at it now. Um, Director. Uh, Cliff Decker, Hoff Mayer. Yes. Cape Town CBD, Indeed. business law firm, top five in any discipline at any given time. Kubekom Bambisa, corporate and commercial division. Yes, M&A specialist. Um, yes, uh, we've been doing it. We've been number one for 10 years in a row. So we. The jury's <laughs> out on such things. The jury's <laughs> out on such things. Mr. Mvana, same question to you. Tell us who you are, where you come from, and how do we get to Director Mvana and Associates? Thank you, Khadeb um, Bendiabulel and Bamangazbin. Um, of course, I come from a place called uh, A in the Eastern Cape as well. 
Damn right you come from there. Uh, I'm sure it's a place that needs no introduction to you. Absolutely not. And I'm quite certain that with many of your listeners, it's a place that doesn't need introduction anymore. Absolutely not too. Yeah, thanks. But I was fortunate enough growing up at a specific um, location, a called a Dongwe. Um, grew up in a very noble family of two um, uh, parents who were both teachers at the time. Um, I was fortunate enough that with the little salary they had, they were able to take me to a school in Queenstown called Queen's College Boys. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I see where that comes from. Uh, and then thereafter, I journeyed all the way to Cape Town where I met to Mr. Mambisa and, um, at the University of the Western Cape. And I guess the rest was history. I did my articles at... Um, big Buchanan boy here in Cape Town. I haven't had such a a very smooth journey like Mr. Mbambisa. Yeah, I moved around <laughs> sure quite a bit. <laughs> I guess um, I paid a bit for my sins, but until I then ultimately decided to start my own um, company called Invana and Associates from 2014, and it's my um, fifth year going. You started your own law firm. How old were you when you did that? Actually, um, it was um, on the eve of my uh, 29th birthday when I decided to take the lonesome route. And, um, um, you know. How long did it take to reach that decision? I think having, having been um, moved around or having caused a couple of troubles where I had. What do you mean by all this moving around, causing trouble? I think. For me, for me, Songhezo, you know, every conversation that a young professional needs to have with themselves, you know, there's two routes that one can take. Um, you either, you know, um, take the expected route of um, uh, trying to grow and, you know, uh, emerge or climb the corporate ladder, so they say, within a certain um, structured environment, which is... Uh, much more safe and um, sometimes when you get safe yes yes carry on (laughs) (laughs) not to say that any of you know the two routes are are easier than the other I'm sure Mr. Mbambisa will actually quite and have a lot of stories to tell about you know the the road he's traveled to get where he has but I think for my sins I owed it to myself and I owed it to you know the people that are coming after me to actually, you know, uh, try the route which was left traveled. Students of law, we are talking to you. We are talking about you. We are talking for you. Professionals of law, we are talking to you. We are talking for you. We are talking about you. And those who are doing most of the talking are Director at Mvana and Associates, Mr. Yonela Mvana, as well as Director Cliff Decker Hoffmeyer, Mr. Ntubeko Mbambisa. Give us a call, please, on 0891-104-207. What are your experiences as a professional in Cape Town? Cape Town is notorious for being very, very un relenting and inhospitable and inhabitable for African professionals and which is more, it doesn't retain those professionals that it is lucky to develop. Yonela as well as Ngubego have taken that myth and blown it out of the water. They are at the apex of their respective organizations. One is owning his own law firm and one is at the top of the law firm. Not quite at the top because he's not the chairperson, nor is he the CEO, but it's going to happen with time, I'm sure. Mr. Ngubego Mbambisa and Yonela Mvana, gentlemen, Yonela, you are part of the Black Management Forum and some of these issues that would be spoken about in those circles try to address the brain drain of the Western Cape of African professionals. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I think, thanks, Ongez. I think most of, um, you know, I, I think I, I got involved in the BMF most um, or primarily because of the difficulties I had, you know, experienced with my short stint in corporate, having experienced how 
unwelcoming and how you know quite cold the culture within the corporate environment can be um, it becomes more lonesome when you don't have anybody to speak to and when you don't have any organization which continuously asks you know corporate the right questions about you know what what it is that can be done to change the culture and to ensure that you know uh, black people feel welcomed and and that people with the right skills and you know um, uh, talent are able to filter through to positions such as uh, those that Mr. Mbambisa has been able to you know to be escalated to Mbambisa you need sponsors in an organization as big as Cliff Takeoff Mayor mm. because you're not going to as an associate sometimes even as a senior associate you won't have clients of your own mm. And you need to bill. There's that word called fees. There's that term called month end. Very fearful word, yeah. Who was your sponsor? And how did he take you under your wing? And how did you channel that tutorship, if you will, to carve a niche for yourself in the specialist field of corporate finance and mergers and acquisitions, as you mentioned earlier on? Mm. Who was your sponsor? And just tell us about that relationship of getting you to being a director. Um. Yeah, I think as, as alluded to before by by Yonala, it's a it's a it's a very tough road. Um, uh, it takes a while to get there. Uh, there's a there's a lot of learning that one has to do, and uh, there's a lot of preparedness that one has to has to do. Uh, for me personally, um, I, for instance, I've, I've never had a mentor outside um, my profession, for one, and probably even outside the firm. But what what I realized when I walked in there, because I I think I was I was a, a typical example of what you would, uh, what you what you personify as as probably the people who are most un, most likely not to succeed in that field because you know I I came from you know I come from the Eastern Cape I didn't come from uh, so called Model C schools uh, I did um, and then I went to UDAPS you know so I had. Uh, Sort of all the sort of second tier, I guess, uh, uh, in, in my in my growing up. You dub second tier. You never do you agree with that? Socially, that's how people view it. Perceptions. You know? Yeah, perceptions. It's we're not talking perce- about reality. No, no, we're, not, we're not talking about reality. Okay, carry on. We're talking about perceptions. Thank about you. Perceptions. Um, I mean, we go to the whole debate about you know what's the difference between one one who comes from UCT and your dubs. You know, there's, but there's that perception. Yes. Um, that's you get to why deal I'm, with those in the workplace. You deal with those in the workplace because. Obviously, you need people to instruct you, uh, um, to give you work to do. But then you're not the preference because I guess you don't. Maybe we, you don't. You don't show the confidence that you actually can do this thing, which is what I've seen that other people actually have. Slow poison. Uh, Slow poison. <laughs> is that the approach you then had to use? Um, yes, it is. Yes, it is. When I got in there, I had to. I had to realize for myself that this was a this was a different environment. Um, all of a sudden, I was I was in a very unfamiliar territory. Um, hadn't been in such an environment before. First job, first real job, um, and now you have to sort of market yourself within the firm with the people that are supposed to give you instructions, and that was a tough job. And I must tell you, the first six months were absolute, absolute. You know, they were they were just horrible. It was it was not nice. For that six months. Who was your sponsor? That was the question. Uh, the question, the sponsor. <laughs> with well, within the firm, there's um, there's a couple of people that I sort of aspired to. That I thought, you know, these are the people that that I I want to uh, to to have a practice like uh, in the future. Uh, and and one guy that mainly sponsored uh, that vision for me uh, was uh, Peter Hessling. Silver Fox. 
Peter Hessling, who um, I ended up in his team somehow. Uh, but that was a guy that actually inspired me to to want to do this and to um, to think I wanted to become an executioner like him, you know, in terms of practicing law. Um, you know, otherwise, um, I also had a mentor, Ruf Hon, who's a very sharp fox as well. Um, but, you know, I related with him more on the age scale. Um, we could talk literally about anything. So um, he, he was sort of outside sort of the professional environment, someone who was giving me um, mm. the support that I needed. But you're absolutely right. Without that support, it wouldn't have happened. We're in conversation with Nkubeko Mbambisa, whose voice you've just heard is the director at Cliff Decker Hoffman, one of the youngest ever in the firm's history. Yonela Mvana as well, director at Mvana and Associates. He's the first director of Mvana and Associates. That's because it's his firm. Did I just say <laughs> that? A 29-year-old African in Cape Town started his own law firm and he's also the provincial chairperson of the Black Management Forum. What are your experiences as a lawyer and as a professional generally in Cape Town? Cape Town is notorious for being inhospitable to African professionals and those that it does somehow retain, a lot of them are very unhappy. What are your experiences? Give us a call. Tell us if you want mentorship. There are two people who are as good as they are in the business. One is a top of a business law firm. One has started his own boutique law firm and is talking about expanding. Must be re- raking in the money. Yonel Mvan and Mr. Nkubeko Mbambisa. Give us a call. 0891-104-207. Voice notes on WhatsApp. 0614-104-107. This is the African narrative. Being a young black professional in Cape Town. What are your experiences? What are your views? What are your thoughts? Give us a call. Yonela, he had sponsors to be where he is. Whether or not you had sponsors in your space, you had to give it all up and be your own sponsor. In other words, your own voice had to be your own sponsor to start Mvana and Associates. Yeah, Songez, I think you, you Ngubego mentioned something which is very pertinent to the discussion we're having, and that's just the perceptions. Um, I think it applies to every sector. You know, um, there's the racial context from which we come from as a country. You know, coming in as a young black person, you know, um, from the Eastern Cape, um, having grown up, you know, from a disadvantaged background and, you know, having gone through schools, but you find your peers... Um, tend to have a lot more confidence in you when you start your career. And that allows them to be at least two steps ahead of you. And you have to find of grapple with the concept of how you keep up, you know, um, and you do that, you know, with them. But also, similarly, you've got people that are on the high-end level that must be able to either take you through and promote you from an article clerk to an associate and to the next level. So continuously as a black person, you have to do a little bit extra and a little bit more than what your white counterpart is doing. And until you have, you know, um, the, the, the social consciousness within you, you know, and, and the right people to motivate you, you know, on that journey, you know, you'll always be lagging behind. So I think it, it, it's being in the BMF for me has helped me personally. I've had, you know, um, a lot of sponsors from a distant you know, people that have done amazing in corporate, you know, um, I, I take nothing away from people that have decided to walk through the journey of, you know, um, you know, um, climbing up the corporate ladder because these companies don't belong to anyone. You know, these are African companies. Black people equally deserve to be given opportunities to lead these companies. But for me, I think I got a little bit tired of, you know, staring trouble and, you know, um, fighting for somebody else's space. And hence I decided, 
you know, I'm going to be my own sponsor, you know, um, I'm going to walk that lonesome journey and, you know, it, it, it was not easy from inception, you know, um, you know, I kept on asking myself the same question on whether or not I'm, you know, doing the right thing, but um, I had to find strength Let me interrupt. from the people around me. You have your own law firm. Do you have a clock? Um, I had a clerk. He's uh, recently gone to do his master's, which is something I've encouraged, you know. Sure. Um, and it's quite painful because... Do you have another professional employee? I've got two. Lawyer? Yes, I've got two. How are you not that person that caused you to leave practice to this one that you now employ? That's a very difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you you soon realize, and to be quite honest, I mean, I, I don't have any patience for mediocre. I, I, I push the next person to do, you know, uh, nothing less than what is expected. And I think that is, you know, um, why there's this perception that continues to tie in blackness with, you know, something that is unmeritorious. So I continue to have the same conversation, but I... The fact that you get given an opportunity, you must, you know, make use of that opportunity. So my aim and objective is to really create as much space and opportunity for young black aspiring attorneys to be top-notch, you know, attorneys. But I will not at any given time accept mediocre. So as much as I try to understand, um, you know, uh, where we come from, you know, uh, we give opportunity to the next people. But I equally don't accept anything less than what would be accepted at, at any other law firm. 891 and Mbambisa, two men at the top of the food chain in the respective law spaces, Cliff Decker Hoffmeyer from Mbambisa, director at Mvana and associates from Mvana, owning their own law firms. We're talking about the problem in the lack of transformation for black or colored talent in the series. I mean, in, in the West Cape, Cape Town in particular, we're talking about the fact that there's very little African talent retention in this part of the world. What are the social dynamics that are at play that do not allow African professionals to remain in this part of the world? It is said to be a republic. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Your perspectives, your experiences on this, I don't know. Monge is in Cape Town. He's our first caller. Uh, good evening, sir. Yes. Uh, I, I'm not a young attorney. I'm a, more an adult advocate. But I think because of fear of the ethics and the like, I think the small people as well as the resources as well uh, won't be able to to talk about this issue. I think Cape Town really, the black people, professionals generally, and the the attorneys are getting a hot deal. Because if one is taken, for instance, for articles in the big firms, that person is subject to, I mean, to be put in one direction. And that person is expected to do that. And then when somebody is an advocate as well, that the person cannot be briefed because of protection of the white general. In fact, in, fact, in South Africa, the, 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 I mean, the, 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 the crucial issue is always about uh, colonialism that is there, that, that was never wiped out. So there's a lot of young attorneys that are not, I mean, young candidates or rather the young students from universities who cannot get articles at any place because simply they are black. Thank you. Mbambisa, you want to reply to that? Um, yeah, I, I think um, I think the challenge is, is uh, at the basic level, it's uniform for, for black professionals, uh, specifically in the legal industry that we're talking about. It's, it's, uh, I think it's, it starts from, you know, the cultural organization itself, the way it's set up. Okay. It's not meant for a black child. 
um, you get in there and you feel completely out of place, out of place and out of space. Um, you relate uh, none at all with the people that are there because they're mainly white and adult male. Um, so there's a lot um, at a basic level that needs to be done to actually change the culture of, of specifically law firms. Um, at the same time, the, uh, the, the, I think as a consequence of that, what then happens is the training that then follows for a black candidate at a, at a, at a big law firm, at least, um, is then hampered by the fact that from day one, uh, they were not at, at the same starting position as their white counterpart. Um, and then that continues. It affects the confidence. It affects how they interface with the people at the firm. Ultimately, people are then left in the background. People fall in cracks. And that's um, just the experience in the law firm. Then you have to leave and catch a train all the way to Belleville. I'm talking about you now specifically. Yeah, you, you know, you remember those days. Um, as in litigation, didn't have a car, had no means of getting a car, uh, had to use a train, um, you know, be, be up very early, like 4.30 or something, so I'd get a, you catch a 5 o'clock train to town. Um, and you get there, you're still, you're still very much constrained in a lot of, of, of what you do because when you get there as well, your service delivery compared to someone else is... is, is you can uh, arrive at any time by car and leave at any time and by leave car. leave at any time by time. Then, you know, and then there's that thing called survey when you're doing litigation. You don't have a car. There wasn't Uber then, um, at least I think. Or Room one, you know, Kiram Street. Yeah. You know, and then you have to run up Cape Town um, on foot and make means to go and serve in Devonville, you in you know Cape Town CBD. So there's a lot of that that actually hampers the progress of a, of a black child, um, and and beyond that, just the social dynamics between us between us as colleagues um, within that type of environment they actually hamper us because I when when I when I got there um, I had nothing to relate to my white colleagues like we, we couldn't chat socially about anything because you know um, do you now now that you are a director. Um, How have those dynamics that were at play then any different now? I think what has happened for me specifically over the years was I, I actually realized that um, I could, you, you know, you could fake it till you make it, in which case um, I think there will be then a struggle somewhere along the line because you're not being true to yourself. You're not sure. being who you are. So what happened with me was I, I decided to focus on certain things uh, within my life, which was, you know, technically I wanted to be a good lawyer. I was like, okay, let me just focus on my technique. Let me become a good lawyer and then let's see what happens from there. Uh, but socially for me, the dynamics, I didn't change. Um, the people that I work with had to sort of understand that this is genuinely who I am, but there's always compromise with these things. Uh, we sort of try and meet, meet each other halfway. So um, you maybe you do let go a little bit of yourself because there's other people that need to accommodate, but you know you don't compromise who you are, your values, uh, where you come from, and, and you put on this fake profile now because you want to climb up the ladder. I think that's not sustainable. At some point, you will break down because it's still not easy. Um, so what I did was to just to ensure that I was open-minded, but as well the people that I work with, just, you know, share with them my concerns and where I think we could make the relationship work. But obviously, socially, we're still probably not 100% relatable because we are different people. We come from different backgrounds. I enjoy different things. They enjoy different things. But we must find a middle ground where things can work for all of us. And You're a director now, and there's a, a candidate attorney who is Ungubeko Mbambisa, only in 2019. Mm. How are you that director you needed to have for that young candidate attorney now? <laughs> uh, I, I think that's a trick one. Uh, you sort of, 
Yonela touched on this earlier. Um, you know, the, the business demands are, are quite high. Um, as, as much as you would love to, 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 to mentor people with soft gloves, but it just can't happen. Otherwise, they're not going to get there. Um, what I try and do is, for me, at, at the basic level, is be relatable. Be that person that they can go to freely. They can just walk into your office and have a conversation with you about whatever that's upsetting them and, and sometimes a little bit on whatever social stuff. You try and engage them at that level because for me, the, 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 the biggest factor that one needs to actually succeed in that environment is confidence. You know? So if, you, if you're able to actually give your juniors confidence um, and then they start doing well in, in other areas of, of their professional life. So for me, it's openness. You know, I've got a completely open door policy. People can come and talk to me as and when, whenever. Um, and, and I... I think as part of my personality, I, I never, for instance, shout at other people because that's a big thing apparently. You're not very much the most intimidating person I've seen, so you're not really going to get away with shouting at Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I try and be as nice as, as, as possible, but as firm as, as, as possible as well. Like Ivana said, you know, uh, I must still keep the quality. The standard must be high, but I must just not be a bad person to another person. I must be very accommodating, you know, be open to them allow them their space and give advice where it's needed. Um, and I think just as part of this, this part of this discussion is the, 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 the problem also with, um, with professionalism, I guess, in Cape Town is, is uh, for black people is we, we don't have figures who are, who are already up there. There's very few. Okay. There's, there's probably very few in Cape Town. There's very few in Cape Town. Therefore, that lack of, of someone that you can identify with in that space is also a big factor. Uh, so but for me as well, just my mere presence in that firm now, I think plays a big role. You know. We have a voice note after which I want Mr. Mvana to return. Hi, good evening, Sangeza, and your guests. This is Taba from the Eastern Cape. Um... Could you please find out from your gentleman guests um, if they are getting any support from the government, the national government, as black professionals, especially in law? Are they uh, getting any business from government? Uh, because I've, I've discovered a lot of times that lawyers are always complaining that they don't get business from government please let them explain that and if not why not thank you thanks Kaba, for that question i think um before i answer that question i think i want to touch on a very important issue that mr mbambisa just touched on i think remaining true and and african and and not really succumbing to the culture of the environment that we find ourselves in is something that we need to take as, as as young black professionals, particularly in the space that we find ourselves in. But having said that, Kaba, I think it's quite painful um, sitting here today as a black, you know, um, attorney, finding that, you know, even as we sit today, government continues to fund or support, you know, um, bigger and more established corporate firms than they do with, you know, uh, newly established firms. You go and look at the Western Cape High Court role today, the number of state institutions that are continuously litigating. It's public, I mean, it's public sector companies, but the firms that are attached to those, you know, um, names, it's continuously white firms. 
you go to the number of advocates that fill the chambers, you know, in Huguenot. Mm. I specifically make it my business to say every time I look for an advocate, I look for a black advocate, not because I'm racist, but because we sit with a situation where black advocates have to continuously close their chambers, pack their bags and go to Gauteng. Because even us as black lawyers, we are unable to take the responsibility of briefing black advocates. And that's my business. Gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. You are inspirational. You are young. You are black. You are beautiful. And you are bold. Tubeko Mbambisa, Director Cliff Decker Hofmeyer, and Mr. Yonel Mvana, Director at Mvana and Associates. Go back. Keep doing what you're doing. And let's have more Mbambisas and Vanas out there. I'm so proud of you and I'm glad to know you both. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yonel Mvana, Tubeko Mbambisa. They are proud, bold, black and beautiful. They're part of the African narrative and we're so proud of them. That was it, ladies and gentlemen. 6 May 2019. And tomorrow, it's my birthday. Be kind. It's the advert. It's the paper. Bye-bye.